Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Drinkers, we are back. Oh, I'm sorry that we're recording this a few days later, but that's all right. We want to take a chance to really regroup after the devastating, heartbreaking loss on Thanksgiving to the Buffalo Bills. Oh, man. 28 to 25. The Lions lose on a last second field goal that unfortunately a lot of us saw coming. We'll get into all that in a moment, but before we do, Let's get to the Blue Kool-Aid crew that is here to react to the game, even if it is a few days late. But we, again, holiday, just regrouping ourselves from the loss. Um, so regrouping already, Z. But regrouping. we got Rud Dog. <laughs> Regroup. Rud Dog. What up? Yo. And we got Uche. <laughs> hey, everybody. And I'm Big Z. I forgot to introduce myself. But that's okay. So... Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we come here, gather here today to remember the Lions that fought so furiously on Thanksgiving, but just could not come away with a victory, giving up a big 40-yard pass to Stefan Diggs to put them in to put the Buffalo Bills in field goal range to give the Bills a 28 to 25 victory over the Lions. You know, I hate, I really hate to start with it, especially I'm drinking the blue Kool-Aid, where we drink the blue Kool-Aid because we are so positive on this team. We're going to get into all that on the podcast. But we have to, have to start with the game management at the end of each half in this game. Because unfortunately, Dan Campbell still has some lessons to learn. Don't give a good offense like the Bills more opportunities to score. Oh, I think Dan Dan might have got a little cocky because honestly, I love his strategy. He, he 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 the way he addressed it afterwards and everything. Honestly, here's the thing: I was watching it live, and Tony Romo kept being like, "Oh, they gotta like run clock off. They gotta run clock off here." Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what? Dog, you were texting about this during the game. He yeah. was right. Hey, he was no, right. Hold on. A second. It, it and. All right, and let's hear your ridiculous. I was, and I was getting annoyed with him because he, what if they didn't want to run the clock off? And then after you find out that's exactly what Dan Campbell, his mindset was, let's score real quick and get the ball back to score again before half. He wanted to get his defense out there and thought they could get the stop. It's a little cocky, but it's a, it's bold. It's aggressive. I, I I don't think it was stupid, and I think maybe he'll make a different decision next time. But it's... I don't think it was stupid. If they pull off a stop there, it turns into a chance to score again. I, I just don't get why this idea we need to run out the half. 
like we're scared little girls to run away from the big bad bills. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know if that was his mindset. To be That's honest, what he said. With you. He said we wanted to score real quick and get the ball back again before half. That's exactly what he said, and that was what I was thinking too. Why run the clock out like we're trying to run away from this, the time and like the time's our enemy? No, this is a, he came into this game like a mindset of we can take these guys, and he wasn't playing scared. And I understand the conservative play calling there probably you know stops them from scoring before half and all that, but he took a shot, and that's honestly how this whole game was to me. They took a shot and they missed in the end, but they took a shot and they came damn close. Oh. All right, what about the second half though? Like we have third and one. We we've been in the scenario earlier this year too. Don't forget where we had fourth and one, and we throw a deep pass. It's not a high percentage play. I agree. I wouldn't call it. No, myself, it's so but... bizarre. Earlier this year, I can't remember which game. I need to write it down. I, I I wrote it down, but I lost my notes. But fourth and one, we didn't get it. And we we threw a deep pass. Which is a low percentage play. In this game, we have third and one, and we throw another low percentage play, and we don't take any time off the clock. When third and one, pretty much would have been guaranteed net spot because the Bills are pl- kind of playing back because they don't want to give up the big play. They rather give up the field goals at least get the overtime. Um, I I I did not like the call. I, I, like I mean, the it's you definitely did. arguable. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, in real time. I did not like the call. I was yelling at the TV, and uh, I was so mad they did that, <laughs> to be honest with you. Hmm. And also in the first half, I was in real time uh, wishing they would have run the clock down a little more and not give the ball back to the Bills. That being said, that being said uh, I'm not going to fault Campbell a whole lot in this game. I mean, we did play aggressively. Seeing him play one of the best football games I've seen him play in ages against a really good team. I mean, it's just a different team now. I'm, I'm not going to get too upset, okay? I'm just not. We, yeah, we should have won, could have won. Yeah, I agree. But uh, no, this is this is a whole new Lions team, man. And and and, and I, I was reading something that there's a term called same old Lion Lions, and then there's also a term called same old Lions fans. And the same old Lions fans are the ones that are bitching and moaning about all this stuff and not seeing what's right in front of them, how good this team is turning out. This product is is really turned out pretty good, and uh, you know we string a couple more wins now after this, and now we're gonna forget all about that, man. We're still in the playoff hunt in amazing fashion. I have no idea how we can still be in playoff hunt, but we are. Uh, so you know, shoot, I'm just I'm just enjoying this team right now. Like every week seems better and better than the week before, so I'm just enjoying the hell out of it. Well, speaking of the playoff one, I just want to throw out really quick that right now the sixth and the seventh seed in the NFC are the New York Giants at seven and four, who we smoked, the Washington Commanders, who we also beat, uh, who are seven and five, then Seattle at six and five, and Atlanta and five and seven. Now the Lions are four and seven currently, but that is very doable because uh, yeah. those That's teams cool. have a lot of uh, in- divisional games to play. Um, the Giants and Commanders still have to play each other twice, and the Lions have the tiebreaker on both of them just by head to head. So they are definitely not out of it. And and in addition to that, the Rams are completely falling apart. Yes, and the oh, Lions yeah. have the third overall pick right now in the draft. Beautiful. Can you can you just yeah, imagine yeah. Will Anderson and Aiden Hutchinson off the oh, edge? Oh, that would be awesome. That would oh, be awesome. wait. So Z, go. are you saying pass on QB? I think I think 
if they were to be a third overall pick, yes. But I mean, we have a long conversation to go about that. Yeah. Well, let's get back to reacting to this Bills Lions game, which was it was a wild game. Uh, talk about a great yeah. Thanksgiving game. This is oh, the most yeah. watched Thanksgiving football um, in NFL history. Uh, the the ratings were higher than ever before uh, across all three games. The 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 Cowboys in particular had the highest rated regular season game. The Lions had thirty five million people watch this game, so a lot of people watch the Lions. They gotta be, yeah. you know, they gotta be super encouraged by what they see, even if they're not a Lions fan. I got a lot of texts saying like, "Man, I love Dan Campbell, but he's gonna manage the end of the game better," and blah blah blah. But still, I think a lot of people out there, even if it's secretly, are drinking the blue Kool Aid on the Lions. Um, and there's just yeah. a ton of positive takeaway from this game, even with the end result, unfortunately, as it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I mean. Let's. I, I want to start with a guy that we like. We, well, quite honestly, we've hardly talked about, and rightfully so because, well, he was never activated before. Ooh. Let's go with James Houston. Yeah, yeah, baby. Stud, I six round stud pick out of Jackson State. State. Yeah. His first NFL game, he gets two sacks in five plays. In five plays. I mean, it was amazing. They covered a fumble. I saw him yeah. make a nice block on special teams another time. Like the dude just tore it up. How yeah. about it? I mean, the guy had 16 and a half sacks his last year of college. Now, this is Jackson State. It's not Alabama. But I mean, you still don't get that type of production without being like having yeah, something, some sort of fairly good athlete. And uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe the Lions caught lightning in a bottle where, like, it was a short week. This guy's never played. He has the freshest legs probably on the entire field. But nonetheless, he made the most out of his opportunity this week. And more more than we've gotten on Austin Bryant, who had a horrible, stupid personal foul in this game. (laughs) Okay. Did anyone else see what I saw? Because what I saw was a dude fighting through a pass rush. He grabs the quarterback, takes him down. And then as soon as he looks and sees that, Allen didn't have the ball. You you see his head go, ah, God damn. Like, I don't think he realized. I think he thought he made the play until he saw the ball was gone. I, I'm just all, I don't, I don't know if it was all that stupid, but I mean, it hurt. There's no doubt. Hmm. But at least that's what I stopped. I don't know. It, it was pretty, it was not smart. I mean, he admitted as much after the game. No, fair enough. Um, you know, that is like how you side with the players, no matter what. <laughs> You're like Dan Campbell. I, I, I it goes to, down good. I tend to do that too, but uh, yeah, it, it was a bad play. I and didn't look too deep. I think James Houston only even made the roster this week uh, because he got because Charles Harris went to the IR. Hey, so, good, you know, younger, yeah. And Charles Harris, as we noted, has had a very disappointing season. Uh, so you get a guy like, I mean, James Houston. I don't know if you saw the type of pass rush he was doing in this game, but he got like super low to the ground. He was able to turn yeah. that corner. He's very, like Von Miller-esque. Like Von Miller is yes. known for getting like super low to the ground, turning the corner on these guys. And that was what, a lot of what we saw at DMC. Now one was like a nice, nice effort play from the backside, just continuing to go after quarterback. But the first one was just a phenomenal technique. Oh yeah, well you know. Yeah, do you remember the hype during the draft when we picked this guy and we're all like, "Who? Who's this guy?" <laughs> we, we had no freaking clue. Hype? Right? And uh, well, yeah, no, I'm just saying when we picked them, <laughs> they were really talking up how they love this guy, right? 
You did. Anyways. Which they always do, <laughs> I suppose. But, uh, man, but maybe they had something here. <laughs> we just had no idea. But it, what, a, what a game. Wow. <laughs> five, five plays, two sacks. <laughs> I don't know. Recovered pretty, fumble. Pretty efficient. <laughs> so. Hell of a debut. Come on, James. If you could be yeah. that spice opposite of uh, of Hutch, you know, add another edge guy that consistently threatens and makes the you know harder on the QB and easier on Hutch, that'd be great. But um, yeah, I mean, this is this is a very very spirited effort by our defense. Uh, Josh Allen throws an, a pick in the red zone. Uh, great effort Rodrigo. by Milton Rodriguez. Our linebackers, I must say. They had a very good game. This, I would, I would argue, the best game of the year they've had from, the, from their standpoint, at least. All those linebackers are looking so much better. Even Anzalone. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking legit. Barnes, I saw him make some plays. Yeah. I mean, uh, our D-tag, I, I think our D-tag also left a lot to be inspired, but... Uh, um. What we saw out of Anzalone and Rodrigo in this game uh, is 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 very encouraging. Anzalone's definitely stepped up in recent weeks. Yeah, he looks good. He's flying to the ball. Uh, just another note about the D tackles. Z is I still think McNeil looks like a force in there, but he's kind of a lone force where it's only it's a firmest. Our defense right now is at its firmest when you have McNeil. And Bugs inside. You notice it usually gets a little softer whenever Bugs is out or McNeil is out. And Bugs is decent, I, but I think I, ideally you'd have someone better than him with Bugs as like a rotational guy. Uh, and But I thought they played pretty well. I mean, you still saw uh, McNeil getting upfield a lot. They had planned for him after what they saw him do to the Giants, though, I think, and mitigated, found ways to mitigate him a little bit. But you still saw him getting upfield and getting leverage and stuff. And in the ground game, they were still pretty stout. Yes. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Such. Um, I mean, we we run in the, we run in the same problem we have with this Lions team. Unfortunately, Josh Allen ran for seventy eight yards in this game. The Lions still cannot handle. Um. A rushing yeah. quarterback, unfortunately, and but does it, anyone it, handle Josh well, Allen well, like in his running, like because he sets it up so well? Running, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, like we handled him pretty damn well in terms of he paid for his yards in that game. He was not feeling good that game. He was banged up as shit when he still delivered a dime to end the game. But who cares? Like we were getting to him, like. He did not get anything easy until maybe a little bit at the end, but he didn't get anything easy. Um, but uh, who do we put the blame on for that last the forty yard play? Kirby Joseph was the first man there. Probably oh, injuries. He was so close. Too. He was so close. Too. I just he feel like if Akuda or or not Akuda, well Akuda or freaking Joseph are in there for that final play, we maybe get a stop. But, but you had all our corners. We were down to like our third and fourth string corners uh, at that point. And so there was no real help there. Maybe we yeah. get a stop there with with, with uh, Jacobs in there. He had a heck of a game, by the way. His pass interference was a little bit chippy. 
I, I mean, that's just gonna happen when you're manning up on guys. Sometimes you just you gotta be physical, and man, he's physical. Jared Jared Jacobs, I am in. I'm in love, and I I must say, you know, as much as we're harping on the coaching staff with the the or, you know Dan Campbell more specifically with the game management, um, with the personnel we have on defense right now, um, I I thought they actually put a very good defensive uh, game plan in, especially when you're lacking a guy like Akuda, who's your number one cornerback. Uh, mm-hmm. The game, if he if Akuda's, they shut down Diggs for most of this game until. Pretty much the, the yeah they did second half of the fourth quarter really yeah um I, I thought it was a very admirable uh um defensive play calling and it, it, it is unfortunate obviously we we don't we don't get the uh victory but encouraging you know people forget we're, we're, we're <laughs> the the lions again I must I must repeat this because I think it gets lost sometimes. The Lions spend the least amount of any team in the NFL on defense. Don't forget that, okay? Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> this team is not invested in the defensive side of the ball at all. Second second overall. performance out of a team against the Bills, who are probably seen as number two behind the Chiefs in terms of offensive prowess in the NFL. Um, I, 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 I like the game plan a lot. And I, I, it was – yeah. You know, it was hindered by some of the the play calling on the offensive side of the ball. The offensive uh, play calling was inconsistency, especially in that second. You want to go to the offense? When... Let's jump to it. We haven't even discussed the offensive side of the ball. Oh, yeah. Let's let's jump to the offense, shall we? Um, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Red Dog. I, yeah, I, I was just saying the the way, like in that when we had about there was a couple drives there where it was like nine minutes left, and we had some success passing through the air, but then we just just gave up on the run completely. And I was, that was one of my bigger head scratchers, honestly. Like why, like, I understand we were moving the ball through the air, but like every time you just keep doing the same kinds of plays, eventually the defense tightens up and what do they do? They tightened up, but like our run game was having success. Use it. Yeah. I, you know, arguably the biggest killer in this game was, uh, the, uh, the fumble. Yeah. Well, yeah. That you was can't fumble. No, don't fumble. It was a good play by the defense. Come on, but, uh, Jamal. It sucks. <laughs> Jamal Williams fumbling for the second time this year. Uh, you know, and but that would have broke game. us like four games ago. Like that's true. You know what I mean? Like no, no one error can be blamed on that game for where we were like in it and where we were when we lost it. Like that game was. Uh, a game of peaks and valleys we battled through all of them and we were right down to the wire and could have just as easily walked away with the w you know a little better execution here a play goes differently here it, that was the essence of the one play game and they it was that's why like you know I, connor's not here to use his clown of the week but i don't think there were any clowns for the lions in this game i saw a a, a team go to war and, and they just came out on the wrong side couldn't pull it off they took their shots they they battled toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the league and looked like they belong there uh, yeah yeah that's true um i think the real test though after after a game like this i just think of what they've gone through now they, they finally learned how to win they win three games in a row 
last one against the Giants in convincing fashion. Then they go up against a top-notch team, one of the best in the league, and go toe-to-toe and almost pull out the win. So the real key is going to be here in the next game, uh, Jacksonville. Do we get down on ourselves? Do we, or do we go out there and we show what we're not flukes here and we just go out there and kick some ass, which is what I, I think we all go cry in the corner. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's the inclination being <laughs> watching this team for years and years, but I did I don't know, for an I hour anymore. Was anyone else like have an acute like sense of like depression for a short time after the game? <laughs> it took me a minute to get over this. I don't know. One. This is the eighth straight game the Lions have lost on Thanksgiving. So this one felt different though. Just all <laughs> all season it felt different. Like compared to any no. of the other losses, like I was this. I thought we had this one. I thought we were everything feels with different and... with this team. I'm sorry. True These guys. A lot of guys that are fun to watch and making plays. And we we can name out. It's not just one or two. It's several on mm-hmm. both sides of the ball. So, and they're so coachable. I mean, th- this is what's impressing me, I think, maybe more than anything. I've said it before, but this team is coachable. They're listening to what the coaches are saying, and they're executing on the field. They had a couple of great game plans the last couple of weeks. Amazing. And the team executed. It, it's just, it's fun to watch, man. A team that really can be coached. They're young. They're exciting. They're making some big plays. They're making some mistakes, too. But, hey, I mean, just watching the growth of this team is is it's almost inspirational if you ask me. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's, I agree. It's pretty awesome. And speaking of playmakers, especially on offense, since we're on offense, I think you can't talk about our offense without talking about one man in particular, Amon Ross St. Brown, of course. That's oh right. Son God, so man. Good. That was the biggest question, I think, at the end of that game. Why are you throwing to DJ Chark and not Amon Ross St. Brown, regardless uh, of what the well, play is? That's like, not the type of route Amon Ross St. Brown runs. I'm just saying, whatever the play is, why is he just not the guy dialed up for it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. put it the, on your playmaker. But I mean, let's go to the fourth down call where we run him, run him, run him in motion. That was a ballsy play call, by the way. Yes, so it like, was. Brilliant. The linebacker can easily jet up and take a tackle him for a loss for three mm-hmm. yards very easily. But the linebacker was frozen solid, and Amon Ra goes for a seven yard play. And so, you know, 
kudos to Lions for that. And he missed out on yards on that, I think. Like, if he just turned his jets on up that seam, like, there was a ton of room. He might have housed it. But he kind of, like, second-guessed and then ran out of bounds. But that was a great play call. Yeah. you know, Absolutely. And and the Lions in this game, by the way, three for three on fourth down. So. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't we go for it at the end? I thought Ben Johnson had a great game plan together for this game. He continues to just you know really really impressed me with his play calling prowess he does johnson and, and yeah. as we keep yeah and as we keep saying wait till jameson williams gets in the picture wait till oh Josh my God. Is fully healthy and you get this full offense back i mean gj shark is on a one-year deal i i'd be shocked if he came back next year maybe we find a better replacement for we him might draft another one honestly like Oh, besides defensive playmakers, another like top-notch receiver could do this team a world of good. You well, just see how important that position is in the league. I just hope uh, Goff could throw it far enough to get it to Jameson. Oh, I knew that all was the way coming. down the field. Lame call, <laughs> lame, lame. And uh, I, I, I don't expect listeners uh, to see J- uh, Jameson Williams this week against Jacksonville. That's my understanding so far this week. Um, it's only his first week back um, in practice. Um, all the indications are that him and Romeo Aquara will not be back uh, for the Jacksonville game. They'll be ready for the playoff run later on. All right. Good. <laughs> all right. But you got to win this game. Jacksonville came back massively against the uh, Ravens. They went for two um, at the end of the game and got they the win in Jacksonville. May not be one of the better teams in the league overall, but I wouldn't take them lightly. They're, they got no, they're frisky. Them. They're frisky. We'll get to them later them. this week. Um, you know, but, but talking about the Lions, just, you know, their draft position and stuff like that, we mentioned their, their playoffs, they're, they're definitely not out of it by wide means. Like they're at the bottom, like every, uh, national game, this, like the Sunday night game, the Monday night game, the Lions were at the bottom of the graphic in the hunt. <laughs> well, they're there. <laughs> hey, um, That's where you gotta be ten and seven, we'll get you there. I think nonetheless, um, um, you know, also, you know, the 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 Rams are really falling apart. Matt Stafford looks it's like he might be out for the year. Aaron Donald look like looks like he might be out for the year. Ellen Robinson, their big free agent wide receiver signing, he might be out for the year. Cooper Cup is already most likely out for the year. This Beautiful. team is falling apart. It looks like it's almost guaranteed at this point to be a top five pick, if not a top three pick. And the Rams might be the worst team in the league for the remainder of the season. Unreal. Will Anderson and Aiden Hutchinson? So hungover. Oh, yeah. You know what this team is like? This team is like that chick who fell off the platform at the the Rams celebration when Stafford watched her. Like, they're just, they're fell off the the rails completely. They're disintegrating, and it's great. They got their Super Bowl. Now they can give us a great draft pick. Yeah, a lot of people on their team were talking retirement and stuff before the season um, that they decided to stick it out and not regretting it, probably. Well, little uh, side you know, note. That, it's about... an interesting philosophy. Though. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Right no, go ahead, UJ. No, I'm just talking about the Rams. They, they they sold it all for that one Super Bowl, you know. Hey, I mean, would you do it for the Lions? I probably would. Hell yeah. I want to say yes, but I, I, I like the approach of trying to long-term become long-term winners, which I think UJ. is what we're doing. UJ, if the yeah, Lions, I'm with you. If, if I told you the Lions could trade away the next 20 years of their future for a Super Bowl, you wouldn't do it? There's no guarantee. I don't care what the hell happens. The Lions winning the Super Bowl would mean everything. 
would you know, but amazing. then we'd win the Super Bowl and then we'd be in despair for the rest of our lives. Uh, and then the we'd have Super Bowl, Bowl, farther, the we'd get farther and farther Bowl. away. That, the, that, Lions that victory won. Forget. Is, the Lions won the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's an easy choice. <laughs> it's hard to say even. We, we've only... And, I want to do it the right way. The Lions won a playoff game. And once in your lifetime, we've been able to say the Lions won a playoff game. In my lifetime, zero. It'll be more satisfying to do it the right way. <laughs> the right way? The right That's way? The right way. You get it done. That's the right way. Yeah. I mean, so, the Rams did it the right way. They UJ, won. The, this is so, was it worth choice. it to what the seems turned into since then? I don't know. Producer, you have a good Super day. Bowl. Good Producer, good day. Wait, What's up? What's up? Producer, good day. Step in uh, here for a moment. You're the Rams fan. You tell me, is it worth selling the next probably five to seven years of your franchise? A- absolutely. You know, you don't get to go to the Super Bowl very often, so it's it's absolutely worth it. Thank you. <laughs> so UJ, obvious. I I I think it's the cold or the flu catching up to you. It You're telling be. me it could be. Here, here's what I think. It's obvious yeah. if, under your scenario, Z. It's no doubt if you could trade away that and you're guaranteed the Super Bowl. But if I was choosing how to go about doing it in reality, I probably wouldn't aim for it. But you also have to remember the way the Rams did it, too. Like Everyone acts like that was like some strategy that can just be applicated to any team. But, like, applicated, applied to any team. Thank you. But, uh, <laughs> applied <laughs> to any major. team, but uh, does, does everyone forget one really key thing that they did with their draft picks is they got lucky forget. and got the best defensive player maybe to ever play the game in like the middle of the hey, first but round. Hey, we got Eric Ebron. I'm yeah. I'm, I mean, but I'm just saying, like, like Remember their whole that. strategy doesn't work if they didn't first get lucky drafting the best player on defense in the league. But I'm just saying, they it's knew not, they could make the other trades based on the fact that they made. That draft, but he it was because you could build around him. Like without him, none of it works. Mm-hmm. Like none of it. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> and he's he was the base of that entire thing. So you know, if we had built a team where we had a guy like him on it, it might be doable. But like they got so Run lucky dog. in that. If I gave you the scenario, you know, you can go to heaven, but the Lions don't win a Super Bowl, or you go to hell, but the Lions win a Super Bowl. Uh, now you're getting into tough question. question. Okay. Uh, I hope we never have to answer that. This is a run. This is a question for Run Dog. Yeah, I was gonna say UJ. Uh, I mean, obviously, go to heaven, but uh, hey, you're not drinking a blue Kool Aid enough. There's some things more important than win the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. There's some (laughs) things more important than the Lions, believe it or not. But uh, you know, your mortal soul, I would say, is up there. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, lastly, Jared Jared Goff. We haven't even discussed his name in the whole in the, in the whole of this, but I kind of feel like that also says something about his role on this team. Yeah, Jared Goff, like kind of like the nameless quarterback. Like if we don't say his name, kind of like an offensive lineman, he's doing his job. But if we say his name, it's usually something that it's not good. <laughs> Like where are we where are we on with Jared Goff this this far in the season? Because it's you know it's a lot solid. of good, he's a lot of bad year. He's very very solid year. Um, that being said, with the situation coming up and the draft and everything, uh, I'm definitely open to drafting a quarterback. Hmm. And I'm leaning toward that kid from USC right now. 
Oh well, you're not gonna get him because he, he's not draft eligible. Oh, he's not this year. <laughs> no. Oh, nope. no. He, he would he would probably be the number one draft pick otherwise. Damn it. The way I feel right Never mind then. <laughs> yeah, because he's very good. Caleb Williams, yeah. Very good. Lord, did he dismantle Notre Dame? <laughs> that was not even funny. He tore it up. The way I feel about it right now is Jared Goff, as of this moment in time, is playing good enough that I would still rather see us build this roster around him than get a rookie quarterback. Um, there's a lot of cost uh, and stuff to n- analyze. Uh, obviously, you'll save a lot of money if you get rid of him. And, uh, you know, that was free room. Then you have a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract, and you can use more resources towards free agency. But, like, I'm not sure. There's no guarantee you're going to get better than Jared Goff at the top of the draft. It's just, I mean, yeah, you might have more weapons on the ground. But, like, I, I mean, granted, we would also be one of those teams where you wouldn't need a quarterback necessarily to come in and just run. But you see that too often with these young quarterbacks like Fields and Daniel Jones and stuff. They're they're not good enough with their arms, so they come in or they don't have the weapons and they come in and they just put it on their legs and then oh, we'll see if they even survive their rookie seasons. But uh, I mean, at that price, it's hard to argue. But that being said, I still like Goff. I think Goff is a, something you can build around, especially with more weapons on the defense and offense both. Uh, I I think, you know, as long as he continues to grow and get better, that's what I still say. Jerry Slout. I just think at some point it becomes a money question with him, though. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got one more year. We're paying him, what, $30 million or something. And then what? You're going to have to re-sign him again to what? Another 200 You know, what's the going price? $250 million, $300 million? <laughs> right. I don't know. Or you and that's why I don't. Quarterback I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. So next year, drafted one. I, I believe I mentioned this in an earlier podcast. But you know, always good to remind. Um, his cap number next year is thirty million dollars. But at the Lions, made him a pre-June first cut. Uh, the Lions would save twenty million on the cap. But a lot of money. You got to find another quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> he still he'll still have dead money of ten million dollars. So I think it's almost a guarantee that Jared Goff is the quarterback for the Lions next year at this point. Um I would be shocked if it was something else. Well let's see if Holmes can find a late round gem. He he's turning out to be a hell of a draft guy. How many Bailey Zappies are out there, UJ, this year? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't studied started studying that yet, but uh, yeah, yeah. We'll if see. we did draft one though to sit behind Goff, I wouldn't be terribly angry. Even though you bypass adding talent elsewhere, like if especially if one of these like dynamic kids comes out, like you could use him. Like what's his face from the Saints was used for a long time. Uh, that white kid backup who was a fast runner, big and what's his name? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Yeah, like I He's mean, still these, there. Kids, these kids have yeah. all these elite leg talent on top of their arms. Like you could definitely work them into their playbook, even if they were just uh, supplementary to golf. And I don't hate that idea. Like an elite arm, uh, like leg arm talent potential guy behind golf who we can actually use as a weapon now. Uh, that does a lot that. of. A, a lot of people have Anthony Richardson going to the Lions at some point in a draft. Kid from Florida, right? Yeah, which mm, I don't yeah. hate that idea as a backup because he could yeah. use him as his life too. I mean, he's not if, perfect. If you watch but... his film, it's uh, it can be really rough. Yeah, but if you get him late in the draft, and he's just he'd be more exciting than the back than Spud Dick or whatever we have at backup now. Uh, 
you know, Jason Spudsfield, her Spuds galore, you know, Spudalicious. What's his name? Sudfield. Sud. Sud. Spudsfeld. Whatever. You know what I meant. I just told you it. Um, Nathan no, Sudfeld. I, I heard what you said, but you you know what I meant. Anyway, like I mean, a kid like that would still be better to develop behind Goff than Sudfeld. <laughs> like. In my opinion, especially if you get them in like the later rounds of the draft. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're not going to go high, you, I mean, he's going to probably, he has talent, even if he's flawed as a prospect. You know, somebody for, we, we didn't mention in this game that I wanted to mention. Um, Swift looked a little better in this game. I'm not going to give him like, you know, amazing accolades by any means, but. He looked a little bit more like himself in this game. He's still got to stop dancing around at times mm-hmm. and just get up field. No, clown of the game, Swift. That's it. <laughs> yeah, there was a play where he could have had the first down, and he came up short because he spun his wheels. And that was on the play, I think, where we threw the ball. Oh, he slipped. And the play before that, no one talks about. He literally tackled himself, went down to the ground a half yard short of the first down. Easily had a first down. <laughs> Well, there you go. You're blaming Swift for Swift slipping? I am. I'm not letting him out there. <laughs> well, all right. Then. You know, the, the higher quarterback rate in this game, Jared Goff, he had a 100 quarterback rate, and Josh Allen's 80. I mean, he played a solid game. I mean, he had a... In- but Josh position. Allen made the big play at the end. At, uh, so that's Jared what Goff. I want to ask you guys. On that final pass, like, we don't know. We probably will never know. But what are your instincts just watching that play and how it went out? Who do you think was out of sync? Who do you think was right and wrong there? Was it Chark? Was it Goff? I, I'll just say to it, my my suspicion is that Goff thought he was going to go to the sideline, and that's where he was supposed to go, but he broke deep, uh, especially when he threw the ball and where it landed. Like It does not look like he was he thought he was going to break to the end zone. Like That would be a totally I different ball. So I don't know. Who do you think, Chark or Goff? You you think Goff was the right one? Go- no, I, I I do think Goff is right, Chark is wrong, but also I think Ben Johnson was wrong with his play call. Because I, I can terrible. agree with that. <laughs> it, everyone, yeah. they we see the twice this year. Just I run the ball. You're controlling the line of scrimmage the whole game. Why are you doing this? Here's the one thing against the running is that that team was notorious for shutting down short yard plays, but. I mean, Wait. there's so many other high percentage plays you could have played, like with crossing routes and and actually throw to those routes because I, from what I understand, they were all open. Like, don't go to the one down to the sideline. But he, can we talk about? Wait, I, you know, I forgot to bring this up earlier, and I'm sorry, but be, even before that last play, the Lions were like settling for a field goal the whole drive. It was really bizarre. Like, go for the yeah. win on this last drive. Lions were taking their sweet time. Like I, I, I did not like the lack of aggressiveness on uh the last drive. Like it, on third and one with twenty three seconds, now you decide to be aggressive. It was very See, bizarre. I'm just curious if you did you listen to Dan Campbell's explanation for this? No. Okay. Do you guys want to know what it was? Because I, I don't hate it. Give it. Give but it I can definitely see the wisdom where everyone else agrees. Is that he had two timeouts left, and he didn't want to leave enough time for the Bills to go back down the field the ah! other way. <laughs> Do I, you have to finish the rest of the sentence? <laughs> go ahead. 
That was it. I finished it. He he thought he didn't want he to leave gave time. Him enough time. Clearly, well, so if they get the, the first, the I know is... they were well. They were. I think he wanted the touchdown. And I don't think he was counting on settling for that field goal. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I, it makes sense though that you if they they score there that they wanted the touchdown. They, they they have thirty seconds left from the forty yard line to the like to start going for a touchdown all of a sudden. Like where was it before that? That's that's my criticism at this part of the podcast. I'm not sure I understand your criticism. They weren't going for a touchdown the entire drive as they were driving. I don't know. I don't get it. Like, why do you say they weren't going for a touchdown? It didn't really appear that way. They didn't have the urgency that you would you would think. Well, if they convert that third down, it's they they would have completed it perfectly. In fact, but for what I just yeah I agree though that play call though for that strategy was all wrong because you need at least to complete the pass or or run it to keep the clock running. But the Lions had the ball at the forty-two yard line uh, with two minute warning left. They throw up they throw a pass for minus one yard to DeAndre Swift. Um, Then they run it the next play. So they, they waste 40 seconds before snapping the ball after the two-minute warning um, on on third and six uh, for five yards. So there's a minute 15 left. Um, then they snap it 30 seconds later with 45 seconds left uh, to Amon Ra, who gets a seven-yard run, as you mentioned earlier. So now there's 45 seconds left at the 42-yard line. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be a Lions home game this year without a false start from our <laughs> offensive line. Uh, Panay, Panay Sewell, of course, uh, you know, as good as he is, uh, he goes offside yep. uh, late in this game to force a, uh, a first and uh, 15. And then uh, we have a pass uh, for that. that's uh, – ruled short so we have third and one with 32 seconds left i i, I just didn't see like it, it's more that second and five play where we we have the one yard loss to the swift where we take 40 seconds off the play clock that i did not uh like hey i won't deny there's arguable things about the way they play this game i think dan was playing a really slim margin in this game but i, I don't think he had a wide margin to play in this game did he get the right calls? Did things go right? No, but like no. some of that's on execution. Like he, you know, they should have executed better on that play. Them being out of sync is the problem there. More even more than the play, in my opinion. That's execution. Like I agree, low percentage play and all that. But regardless, it would be one thing if that low percentage play failed in a way where, you know, it wasn't a miscommunication, but the defense made a play or something. <laughs> but like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, like if that. Play this game out the way Dan Campbell sees it. They convert that third down instead of, you know, obviously not. And they go on out. They execute that drive perfectly. They either kick the field goal to go to overtime or they still have two timeouts in like 20 or 32 seconds, something like that, to get like 35 yards to the end zone. I mean, that's not – that's pretty good amount of time with two timeouts to make do whatever you want. I'm just saying I see no. what he was aiming at, and it was a it, he was trying to thread the needle, and he failed. I, I, that's all I see. That's why I just can't knock anyone too hard in this game because none—you can't convince me any of these were just obvious calls because anything could have gone wrong. No matter what play they could have gone played called, they could. Eh, no matter what play they could have called, there the the Bills could have made a stop. It doesn't matter. You don't know what's going to happen. 
they shot their shot. They missed. You know, it sucks, but I, they they battled. All right. Well, you know, I think there's a good stopping point. Uh, but there is still, man. I mean, compared to where this Lions team was last year, at this point, I think this is just a huge step up what we've seen in the last five weeks with this team. Would you guys agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and you combine the fact that the Lions, well, currently right now, two of the top 12 picks in the draft coming up next year. Um, with the fact that we haven't even seen our top draft pick in Jamison Williams yet this year, who hopefully will be there in the next oh, man. two weeks, two to three weeks. Oh, that's we haven't talked about Hutch, by the way, if you wanted to. I don't know. He didn't do a whole lot, but. Hutch. Yeah, he, I mean, he takes on double teams the whole game, so. Yeah, they made uh, a deal showed up a little more in this game again, so uh, we're seeing a little more consistency out, consistency out of him, which is encouraging. Austin Bryant yeah. looks like, uh, you know, if Justin Houston can even step mm-hmm. up remotely like he did in this game, Austin Bryant might be out of a job soon. Well, um, he's got size and stuff. He's decent against the run, but yeah, he's got to pick it up in the pass game. Uh, yeah, b- besides hitting the quarterback late. Um, yeah, definitely besides that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, we did th- we did the math exercise in the last episode, so I just want to end with uh, another one uh, where we mentioned it. The Lions lose to the Bills, but win out. Um, the Lions have a according to five thirty eight dot com a seventy three percent chance to make the playoffs. Mm. Wait, wait, hold on, sorry, ninety two percent at ten and seven at ten and seven ninety two percent. Okay. If they were to lose one of those last seven, then it gets to fifty-two percent around. So Oof. there's still a lot to play for, even at if and if they finish the season at nine and eight, um, which this team is totally capable of what we've seen in the last few weeks, especially with the schedule coming up. Again, with the Lions, they they face the Jaguars at home, the Vikings at home here back to back at New York Jets. That'll be a tough one. Um, but the They're Panthers, are beatable. The Bears, then the Packers, also extremely beatable. So, in I fact, I, you know, I wouldn't. The Lions should be favored at home this week. Uh, they're probably underdogs even at home against the Vikings, although that, that'll be close. Probably underdogs of the Jets, but then the last three games of the season: Panthers, Bears, and Packers. They should be favored. I think yeah. they're favored in all of them. In my heart, they had a boy, you uh, red dog. <laughs> 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 all right so i think that's a good uh stopping point for this podcast um but man a lot of, we, we had a lot to talk about in this one obviously we have a lot more to talk about uh in the upcoming game against the jaguars uh but wow so thank you to our um our listeners for listening we always great we greatly appreciate your ears hopefully we'll uh, we greatly appreciate your eyes and the, the your eyeballs uh, as we move into oh, live streaming. He's getting a little weird over here. Um, but thank you to sidelinereport.com for hosting the podcast. Always greatly appreciate them. Go check out all their articles on there mm-hmm. by Brad Berryman and the team. Um, they do a great job. Thank you to our Lady Lions uh, for contributing each week to the podcast oh, recently. Yeah. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lions. Follow us on there. Let us know your thoughts about the Lions Thanksgiving performance and uh, their their 
their playoff hopes. Do you think this team can, you know, make a late run at the playoffs? We're going to get a little flex game in there, you know, Ooh. besides that afternoon game on a Sunday. Yeah. Flex for the um, Packers to win the division. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kid and thank you to, of course, our producer, Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. Hey, all right. Thank you to Producer KJ for always crushing it each and every week. Um, we'll have more on our technology side of things uh, as soon as I mentioned with the live stream aspect. Um, but wow. Let's see our beautiful. You, know, you can always send us an email too if you have a question that you want us to answer. Um, it's drinking the blue Kool-Aid at gmail.com. You can always send us an audio question or some sort of email, and we'll be more than happy to answer it. Um, Ask UJ's favorite color. Well, it's Honolulu yeah, Blue. I'm not giving that up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you, everybody, for listening. I don't think I forgot anything. I, I don't think I forgot anything else to thank. <laughs> the podcast. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We'll be back later this week previewing. Uh, the Lions hosting the Jaguars. But last but not least, as always, go, go Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, Stand and cheer the brave, rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go, Go. Go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.